We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 11th, 2018. And this is part two, I believe our final part. And this next report is planned to burn up Northern California disclosed fire season in California is now all year long. Now this is from February 27th of this year by Debbie Downer Tavares. Okay. So I, I'm sorry, I have to call her that, but, um, She's pretty negative, you got, you got to admit. But, she, you know, when you're not saved and you're looking at this whole thing that we're facing, how could you be, I mean, how could you have any pep in your step? How could you really, you know, look at this information and have any, everything would have to be man-centered. Everything would have to be like, okay, what can we do? Granted, I think that's great. I think we should be proactive. But there's no really relying on God. And to me, that would be a very horrible, despondent place to be in, which is where people like Debbie are by virtue of them not having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not judging her. I'm just saying that that's, that'd be true for her or anyone else. So um, this is actually, you're going to hear her at a um, Sonoma County Board Supervisors meeting infrastructure recovery workshop. And you're going to hear her addressing that at the very beginning of this video. Thank you very much, Lord. It's been a very long time since I've been here. This is Deborah Tavares with StopTheCrime.net. I say that because there is a very significant YouTube there on Stop the Crime. And one of the reasons why I was not here for two and a half years, I used to be a regular attendee here. But um, Pacific Gas and Electric was intercepted with a download of documents professing the fact that they were going to be using directed energy weapons, satellite based, on Sonoma County. I mean, they, they're. This is a download that was somehow got out that they were going to be using directed weapons on Sonoma County. Directed energy weapons. I mean, this is what they've... This is information that's been leaked that's just confirming every single thing we're talking about, how they're using these directed energy weapons on us. And this was in particular for Sonoma County. And she's literally before the County Board of Supervisors infrastructure recovery workshop telling them this that has been up on youtube with a plan to burn up northern california we discovered that pacific gas and electric is operated by and large by rothschild rothschild owns weather central and also has a large hand in weather modification globally so Rothschild, the number one family in the Illuminati, owns Pacific Gas and Electric. They probably own the, the dues weapons or, or have a huge interest in it. They're all about depopulation and globalization. They're the literal spear tip of bringing in the New World Order. And they just so happen to be behind all of this nefarious fires and dues weapons and the drought there and everything else in the moving everybody into the stack and back cities and killing as many people in the process to get them out of the wilderness areas in order to, uh, that they can take the land back for Mother Gaia. This is how they control us. And this is all, you know, again, I've reported on this over and over and we just get more and more confirmation like every time I do a study, essentially. So sad to be here today because I have family members that lost homes and I live in a county that I call home that is being literally overrun by a power that has not yet been discussed. And 
I'm horrified and sad to be here right now. Very sad. But the plan to burn up Northern California was real. I'm really surprised they let her speak this long. I mean, I, I really am because this is California, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I thank God for that. But um, a lot of times they'll just shut you down as soon as you start going in this direction at these types of meetings. It was your first early morning. And there were emails that were sent to other government officials that knew about this. And I would ask you, please, to watch the YouTube, listen to it, because the second plan of burning up Northern California hasn't yet happened, but it will. It will happen. So Pacific Gas... <laughs> they're showing all these people on the board, and they just look like they're either totally disinterested or that, like, they think she's nuts or they're just ignoring her. There's no, like, you can just tell. They're all on Satan's team, every single one of them. This Rothschild, everybody listening can type in PG&E followed by Rothschild. You can also type in Edison International in Southern California followed by Rothschild. You will, in fact, find out that Rothschild is behind all of the utilities nationwide. This is why our grid is not hardened up against an electric so in other words, Rothschild's a reason we don't have a hardened grid, why we could be taken out very, very easily by a coronal mass ejection from the sun and or an EMP from like whatever country that puts one over uh, America. We are literally here as a country and... And when I say when they put an EMP, I mean like a nuclear weapon firing it high in the atmosphere that will create an EMP electromagnetic pulse, which will burn out all the electronics simultaneously over a given area. A um, society, and here in Northern California and elsewhere, at the hands of something larger than what we realize. And I was quiet for two and a half years. That's why I haven't been here. But I'm here now. And I'm just telling you this. You had an early warning, but you didn't pay heed. It was too outrageous and too outlandish to believe that it was real. But it was. Deborah Tavera stopped crying. Thank you. Thank you. This is Jamie Lee. I'm here with Deborah Tavares, and we're at the 575 Administration Boulevard or Road, the uh, administration building that's holding a meeting today. And here's Deborah Tavares, who's been attending the meeting all morning. And we want so to get. So this is after the meeting. They're interviewing her. A little bit of what she's seen. It's it's been a pretty incredible morning. But before we start that, Deborah, why don't you hold up the newspaper from this morning and the Press Democrat um, and open it up there. Just unfold it. And what they're showing here is that they found archaeological, uh, historical Native Pomo um, artifacts in the, uh, I don't know if it's Coffee Park or Fountain Grove, but effectively this will become a historical site where they won't be allowed to rebuild based on uh, Native American uh, historic history. And so this is another way they're going to keep people from uh, reoccupying. Oh, the in land. Glen Ellen. Right. Glen Ellen it is. And we expect to see more. So if they find some archaeological thing, like whatever, um, that's a way they can keep you off the land. They can burn you off the land. They can reclaim it back. There's a lot of different ways the government can go in there and say, okay, well, we're, we're, we're not going to allow anybody to live here. There's this rare plant. There's this rare tree, whatever. There's this rare species. This is the way they're simultaneously getting people off the land as well. In addition to all the wildfires that are burning everything up finds come out 
So, Deborah, what, what did you see today in uh, being there for the first three hours of this full-on meeting that includes a bunch of media, Board of Supervisors, FEMA, and who else right. is here? Okay, so I'm here today because we received an, a media advisory of this meeting held in Sonoma, at the Sonoma County Board of Supervisors. And it says they invite community members to attend and provide input to guide post-fire recovery efforts at a workshop on infrastructure today, Tuesday. February the 27th, 2018, and there will be other local, state, and federal officials will be taking part as well. So they talk about the topics that will be discussed to include and prepare for a resilient city. It's all about resiliency, fire safety, utility infrastructure, and strengthening and improving our community warning programs. So I want to go over some of the things that I heard in this meeting. It's very diabolical. All the perpetrators of this event are here. They're building up from a planned disaster by the use of directed energy weapons, which you can hear that interview in full by Googling the plan to burn up Northern California. And of course, this is on your site, StopTheCrime.net. Yes, and I am, of course, M. Deborah Tavares, and I do run the website, StopTheCrime.net, where you can find that uh, plan to burn up Northern California as well. But the agenda here today by the perpetrators here in Northern California was to again discuss the community warning program preparing for a more resilient county. Now for many of you I've reported on resilient cities. I would recommend that you go to the YouTube Kill Cities by Rothschild and Rockefeller to understand what resilient planning is all about in your town. This is happening here in Sonoma County but is an extension of UN Agenda 21 policies and all the policies in your cities to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And they're talking about fire safety, utility infrastructure, impact on fire infrastructure, and a discussion. Now I was able to speak for two and a half minutes in the first session today, and I told them their first er early warning sign was from the emails that Pacific Gas and Electric and PG&E sent three years ago, and that it had been out on the internet, and they didn't uh, attend to this. There was no attention paid to this. It was too outlandish to have PG&E and Pacific Gas and Electric talk about. Yeah, but is it too outlandish, or are are they just all on the take? Are they all on that team anyway? Which most li likely most of them are. Most of them are in that position by design, on purpose, so that they will, so that they won't make a fuss about anything, so that this all will get go through without any problems. They're there to grease the skids, essentially, those people she was talking to. It'd be like giving a presentation to Satan and appealing to Satan's better conscience. It's not gonna work. Use of satellite lasers on Northern California. Specifically, they said Sebastopol, which is, of course, in Northern California. But there is a second plan uh, on that discussion, the plan to burn up Northern California too, and I advise them that that has not yet happened, but it will. So I would urge everybody to listen to the entire uh, two-hour presentation. It covers two radio shows on the Jefferson's Radio Network, of which I was affiliated with at the time. But today's meeting is diabolical. This is really like a deadly computer game going live. What do I mean by that? Well, they're talking about deploying, deploying cameras throughout this area. They say that it will take about 
uh, 30 cameras, 20 to 30 cameras. They will have a 150 mile range. They will have uh, infrared so that you can observe in live, in real time, 24 hours around the clock. And they say that uh, it will be a hardened network and uh, it will be tied up um, and connected to Amazon in the cloud. Good. And these cameras will be less expensive for Sonoma County, Napa, and Lake Counties to deploy, which they said they need them because of fires and earthquakes. These are going to be up in the air? They're these are up? going to be, they say that... 30 cameras that will go 250 miles? Uh, 100, 150 miles. 150 mile range to do what? Why are they yeah, yeah, to have, be an early warning visual. In real time on fires and or earthquakes, whatever type of uh, destructive uh, weaponized weather assault any of us get, these cameras will show them in real time. They say that the uh, first responders will know in real time where to go. And they were talking about um, how uh, there has been no training in the social science of disasters. And one city council member said that uh, we we need to have a monthly training session with all the public here, much like they had in San Francisco years ago with a drop, tuck, and cover. So they want to have a um, neighborhood uh, watch. They want to have a neighborhood education where people are training on a monthly basis. To be good little brown shirts. For uh, the doom of the weaponized weather assaults on all of us. Which, which can also be used as to see something, say something, Absolutely. turn around on us and spying on each yeah, other. Yeah, in fact, that is exactly what they're saying, Jamie. They're saying that Absolutely. this has got to go from top down into our neighborhoods. Yeah. And that in Oakland, they conscripted about 20,000 people to report from the ground after all of the major events that Oakland went through. Uh, there has been FEMA here this morning uh, there has been, uh, and the next session, which is coming, uh, going to start here shortly, is going to be all about uh, making Sonoma County resilient. So again, I asked all of you to type in. Oh. Resilient is like a smart city. It's like a smart grid, smart city, stack and pack. Uh, George Orwell in 1984, Brave New World. That's what that means. Just so you know, that's where that's their that's their goal, is to get everybody out of the country where you know and then get everybody into these stack and pack cities these resilient smart cities where everybody can be easily controlled and ultimately exterminated and used for whatever purposes they want to use but see that's how they're doing it and how they're accomplishing it is not only taking away our rights but also doing it through these dues weapons and these fires and these natural disasters to get people out of these areas because they can't be controlled. People that are in the country and that cannot near as easily be controlled as people that are in a city type of scenario. 100 resilient cities, and you'll find out who's behind that. It's Rockefeller. You will understand that this is for climate refugees. This is what they are doing globally now and in the United States. They're creating climate refugees to herd us in to available housing after they have literally destroyed the housing that is available to us. And as um, we pointed out as we started this program, already showing why some homes will not be able to be rebuilt because of the unearthing of, um, of relics, um, ancient artifacts. This is going to expand. We're going to cover this locally. We're boots on the ground. 
we're coming uh, live right now again today um, is a very monumental day here in Sonoma County. We will be posting this entire meeting on StopTheCrime.net so that you can watch it in segments. It is something extremely important. I realize that it is a long uh, post, but there are segments in it that all of you need to take the time to watch and listen because this is headed to you. And this is as a result of a weaponized weather assault. And that is now the new norm, increased weaponized weather assaults. We have been told that fire season in California will no longer be just a fire season as it had been in the past. It will be all year long. And uh, we know certainly with the plan to burn up Northern California, how they're doing that with killing the trees, with all the toxins from the Kim trailing, the drought that they keep us perpetually in, and we're in a drought again right now. Right. Greatest drought. And we just went over the video where they had prevented the, the all this rain coming on shore in Malibu that would have just most likely put out the fires or greatly reduced them. So again, then the chemtrails too is, is another way they're they're creating this. So um, it's it's pure evil. I mean, it's pure one hundred percent satanic evil. California last year was the greatest rains and snow followed previously by the greatest droughts and this last summer was record temperatures and then we got torched out so we're we're under attack here can you Deborah PG&E is Pacific Gas Electric our local uh, electrical power supply can you speak and talk to me what you talked about last night with me about the documentation on our homeowners uh, bills with PG&E about uh, the EMF frequencies Yes, actually, um, I will be putting that up on StopTheCrime.net, but the bill inserts in our monthly billing with Pacific Gas and Electric and also uh, Southern California Edison. Any of you listening right now can just uh, type in and look at your uh, bill inserts online about the explanation of uh, EMF, electromagnetic frequencies. They describe electromagnetic frequencies as something that is common to our use of electricity and appliances, etc., They are saying that uh, the health deficits of electromagnetic frequencies is inconclusive by international, national, and California standards. Lies. While they say there's no known health effects or, or problems from the uh, electromagnetic frequencies, they then negate what they say by saying, but it is inconclusive, and consensus requires that they continue to review the subject. So what is happening in our bills is the admission from our electric companies and gas companies that they are um, saying that it in fact does cause health damage. So And they're not sure as to what effect it's caused by or how much it's causing, so they must put the disclaimer in the documentation we get mailed every month, correct? And they do. And what they say is that if we're concerned about the amount of frequencies that we're receiving, if we have sensitivity, many people are EMF electric um, uh, sensitives. They say that you can reduce your own frequencies in your homes by um, turning off your appliances, not using an electric razor, not using a hair blower, um, not using your flat screen television set. Uh, 
your cell phone, etc. Turning off your Wi-Fi, moving it away from your head, I think. Yes, moving it away from your head. In other words, they're making it our responsibility to reduce the increased frequencies that they're killing us with. And they've warned us so legally. Which is, I mean, what they're saying in particular with the Wi-Fi, like, you know, you need to be hardwired. Like, when I'm doing a broadcast for right now, I don't have my Wi-Fi. My, my Wi-Fi is, is not on the vast majority of time. I have, as, I have it as an option um, because of the way that um, I've got everything set up. I've, I got a special, I don't know, router or something, whatever it's called. And uh, I have the option. I can turn it on or off, which it's nice to have it as an option. But um, it's much better if you're always hardwired in with an Ethernet cord. And you're typically going to get better download, upload speeds with an Ethernet cord anyway. Yeah, it's more of a pain to do it. Uh, because you got a cord involved, but you know, the health effects are, are, you know, may, you know, more than worth doing that. And then trying to keep cell phones, you know, away from your head. I mean, I don't, I don't have one of those, those smartphone things. Uh, I don't know. Essentially, I guess I have a dumb, a dumb phone, just a keyboard phone. It's about all I, I want to go into because I know the health effects. I know the big brother that surround these these Apple phones and these phones like that. And I'm trying to I'm trying to practice what I preach in that regard. But there's there's all kind of cases you can buy. Um, ID Stronghold makes them for the uh, the smartphones now, where it's it you can actually I think even talk on them and actually be somewhat shielded at the same time. So ID Stronghold, you can look that up online. And uh, smartphone EMF shield, you can do a keyword search for that. So there's different, I mean, those are the two, one of the two major things where we're really getting a lot of, especially the smartphones, because it's such in such close proximity to the body. Now, as they go up to 5G, then it's going to be all the more amplified, the effects in, in you know, the the wattage that's basically getting pumped into you is going to be greatly amplified. So whatever you can do to, to negate that, all the better. Like all the rest of the drug companies with all the syndromes, they, they say they've warned us, so it's caveat emperor, it's our responsibility to, to take charge of our own lives and what's happening to us. That's absolutely correct. Caveat unemptor means buyer beware. So um, we will have this up on stopthecrime.net. It will be um, up to at the top of the home page so that those of you who have not received this in your billing you can see what they're saying to us in our bills it's diabolical this is and, and there's other meetings like the 5g going in here as we've chronicled before there's four meetings going on because there was a newspaper article about people protesting putting in the 5g and now they're hosting four meetings as well these are happening one on top of the other very 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 quickly as people are not allowed to move back in their homes yet and there's benzene in the soil, so some of the escrows are being canceled as uh, potential buyers and vulture uh, capitalists well, are moving in. Well, Jamie, what is also very um, horrific is that at a water meeting that we attended just last week, they said that because of the 324 homes in a specific area in Fountain Grove, which is just above the Hilton Hotel that burned here uh, in October of 2017 during the U.S.'s history most costly fire, and we're still with body counts now. We still don't know how many people were killed and or murdered as a result of this fire. But what they're saying about these 224 homes, of which there were only a few homes left standing, 
the water started to taste bad and smell bad, and so those few occupants that were still able to live in homes that were there reported it. Uh, the county has had lab tests. They found benzene in the water. They started taking uh, water bottles up to these people, and of course that doesn't minimize their showers, their sinks, their uh, laundry. They were also told not to water their landscaping because the benzene, which is of course cancer-causing and other kinds of ailments before you die of cancer, um, they said don't water your plants because it will seep down into the groundwater table. So there are still people living up in Fountain Grove, which we now call Fountain Grave, mm -hmm. uh, drinking and being exposed to benzene. But what they also said at this uh, meeting was that the city would issue building permits for rebuilds in that specific benzene-contaminated area, but they would not be issuing um, occupancy permits because uh, the benzene and the infrastructure of the water system would have to be replaced, and they're still working at getting to the bottom of this contamination, which they claim they don't understand what the bottom of the contamination is, just like they're saying they don't know what the reality of these fires are, and they still haven't weighed in on that. Four months later, they still cannot tell us officially with all their experts and forensics, fire forensics, and the captain uh, or chief uh, Ken Pimlot of CAL FIRE, I called him out directly. Shame on him for not being able to even give us an idea of how six over 60 fires started in the middle of the night and started out of nowhere when no storms were forecast. Right. So, again, they're starting them most likely with the dues weapons in the middle of the night and blaming it on whatever campfire. And uh, when you have that many starting at the same time, and as much fuel on the ground and the fact that they've created this gigantic drought that's been going on for years, you know, there's no way to really battle something like that um, from a conventional standpoint. And that's why every time these fires just get so out of control. Next report is um, watch CNN. Okay, so now we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about the last subject, which is also going on out there, which is this whole borderline bar massacre okay out in california in the same area that the fires are in watch cnn accidentally air the truth about the borderline event while lying and i just really wanted to play this because just to show you to the extent of the lies that were were being told and to the extent of which they're putting out information now that is so shoddy so flagrant so full of holes and people are just not even looking at this for the most part and buying it even though they're showing them on purpose by design that they're lying to them so let's just go ahead and, and roll this and this is the last part of our study here there's this phony guy that's that can't even muster any real tears but is acting like he's so whatever He's he's going um, uh, acting like uh, they're interviewing him after this borderline bar massacre, and not one of the people being interviewed that I can see is actually crying. They're just crisis actors that are put there on purpose by design. We're going to prove that that are doing their best to show emotion, to show feigned horror and shock and grief, and expecting us to buy all of this. Man, and he, he shot the, the 
cash here. I want gun control. I want. This is one of the this is one of the women of of one of the supposed people that got killed in the um borderline bar massacre and it's this insane woman saying i want gun control i want all guns like that would fix everything because i'm sure that the bad guys wouldn't have guns anymore ever and that they would all turn them in just like the good guys would turn them in and then that would solve everything because we know gun free zones are always the places where these massacres always happen even though I'm very much questioning if anybody died in this event, and you're going to see why. You're going to see why. I mean, it's so flagrant. This has got to be one of the most flagrant things I've ever seen. This whole borderline fake fiasco. Control my guns. What you're about to see is not an Onion News Network skit or a Saturday Night Live comedy routine. And I'm really at a loss. No, it's that bad. Here, so stay with me. Here's how CNN set up the scene for this recent alleged mass murder in Thousand Oaks, California. And I want you to pay close attention to what they say. A deadly mass shooting. The deadliest mass shooting in this country in 12 days. 12 people murdered, including a sheriff's deputy, the deadliest mass shooting in 12 days? Okay. An open fire inside a Southern California bar that was filled with college students. Now, remember that. Inside a bar filled with college students. Yes, filled. They were line dancing. Not only was the bar filled with college Hundreds of them. Students, but they were line dancing, which means there was music, people were probably laughing, yelling, and having a good time. Yep. More than a dozen others were injured. The suspected gunman, as of now, we have learned, is dead. Police say that there were hundreds Imagine of people that. inside. Another MK Ultra mind control that that shot himself afterward. That got triggered, and then he had a, his suicide program kicked in at the end, and then he killed himself. Imagine that. Are okay. So it was filled with college students, and now they tell us that there were hundreds of people inside the bar, which was hosting a weekly college country music night. So you can imagine the age range of the folks inside there. Witnesses describe a scene of sheer panic. Okay, wide age range, a lot of people, line dancing, having a good time. Uh-huh, go on, go on. People were ordered to get down on the ground once the gunshots rang out. Many were breaking windows, throwing chairs through windows in order to escape, many were hiding. Okay, so there's a lot of mayhem. Windows being broken, right. chairs being thrown, people down on the ground on a filled dance floor. By now, you should have a really good mental picture of what CNN just described. Hundreds of people is a lot of people. The dance floor must have been standing room only as people were listening to music and line dancing. Then the shots are fired and everybody panics. There's a mob of people trying to run away, picking up chairs, throwing them out windows to make an escape. Can you picture it? <laughs> now, before I play this for you, I thought I was literally going insane because I wasn't seeing what the hell Wolf Blitzer was talking about. I had to rub my eyes and shake my head a little. I thought they queued up the wrong video. Check out this scene of mayhem, bloodshed, and panic. We just got some new video uh, from inside the bar d during the shooting. Now, this is important. 
Wolf is saying that the video you're about to see is inside Borderline Bar in Thousand Oaks, California, right. where a mass shooting allegedly took place. You should see a dance floor that is flooded. This is while the mass shooting. You'll hear the gunshots going off. Okay, so this is during it. Hundreds of college kids. And again, there's it. only one way you're going to get the full effect of this. I'm going to describe you what I'm seeing, but is to actually watch this video. But if you don't have time, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, tell you what, <laughs> what's there. I want to play it for our viewers for the first time, but I want to caution them. This is potentially disturbing. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Beware, Wolf is cautioning you that what you're about to see is potentially disturbing. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Roll the tape. They showed the dance floor. There is only one dance floor there. They've already done the the whole um, schematic floor plan. They they've looked at Borderline's website. There is one dance floor. There is nobody on it. This is before the shots rang out. In fact, there's you can't even hardly see anybody in the bar at all. I mean, but they said there were hundreds of people there line dancing and all and all these stampede of people to get out there's you can't even hardly see one person in the whole bar and this is cnn's footage see your gunshots totally empty bar i mean totally empty and gunshots coming from somewhere i don't know where but there there's coming you hear gunshots Nobody running out, nothing. But some guy with the presence of mind not only start recording before the gunshots rang out and during, and then just to sit there and keep recording as opposed to if you heard gunshots, you'd probably be wanting to run out of the bar. No, he has the presence of mind to start recording prior to the gunshots ringing out. Well, that was that was amazing. I mean, how did he, how did he know to start recording right then during it where you see an empty bar, totally, and then staying there as gunshots are ringing out. Wow, that's amazing. I'm glad he was there to record it because none of the cameras that would be set up in a bar of this nature are released. They haven't released any footage from the actual cameras. I wonder why, even though that should be mandatory for them to do. But no, maybe the cameras were all down that night and there's this only one guy recording, even though the footage doesn't support anything about the actual account of what actually happened. But this is what they're using for their, their proof footage. I mean, I, I don't even... Insanity doesn't even begin to describe all the things that I'm reporting on now on a weekly basis. It just... It doesn't even... Uh, it's, it's insane. Oh, so he finally runs out at the end. Wow. Come out this door. Oh, wow, wow. So he gets all the footage and all the gunshots. He doesn't, but he doesn't run out until, and he, he runs literally unimpeded out the door, nothing stopping him. And then he's running and, and freaking out, even though he would have been doing that as soon as gunshots started to ring out. No, he waited though. He, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to hang around, see if he could take, you know, maybe a bullet to the head or something, really push the envelope, you know. But then, then he runs out at the very end after everything's over and he's the only guy running out of the bar. But, you know, hey, 
and all the other hundreds of imaginary people evidently went before him or during or after. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they were all ghosts. Oh, wow. This is amazing. This couldn't get any more fake. Horrific, uh, truly horrifying. Oh, look horrifying, truly, truly horrifying. You see nothing. You see nothing. Nothing. Truly horrifying, though. One guy running out of a bar. Gunshots ringing out from somewhere. No screams, no nothing. I don't hear any glass breaking. I don't hear any of this mayhem. And nobody even in the bar. But this is how stupid they think that we all are evidently. And, and honestly, they keep doing this on purpose by design and keep making it more and more flagrant to see how dumbed down the American populace is where when what level of insanity they will put up with. I think that's why they're doing this because obviously they could have done a thousand times better job of trying to recreate this scene with crisis actors. You'll see the crisis actors afterward, but not during. And to have any kind of real validity, the official narrative would have wanted to have matched what this footage was shooting, and it doesn't even remotely match it. But, you know, I'm the bad guy for pointing this out. <laughs> Wait a second. What did he just say? Horrific, uh, truly horrifying look uh, inside the massacre. Massacre. Did you guys see a massacre? Let's look at the tape again. It looks like this is a dude with a baseball cap with his left elbow propped up on the counter with his chin in his hand. As the guy even, with the cell phone pans to the left, it, and of course it's shot in portrait, it's, not landscape. It's totally showing the total landscape of the inside of the bar, and there's nobody in it other than like one or two people you could barely see in the shadows. Looks like there's one person in the back that came out from behind a wall, but what I'm seeing is an empty dance floor. There aren't any people, there isn't any And it was an empty dance floor prior to the gunshots ringing out. It wasn't like it became empty as the as the gunshots started ringing out. There was nobody there to begin with. Nobody. There's no music and there's no line dancing. Oh, <laughs> and there's no screaming. Prior to what sounds no. like nine shots being fired, there's something that sounds like glass being shuffled around. Then the nine shots, then silence. And then it sounds like the camera dude hits the crash. It would be like if you walked into a bar, it would been it would have been the equivalent of the most deadest bar you would have ever walked into your whole life. I mean, you talk about like to have a bar like that, you talk about losing money. You know what I mean? Because they're not making overhead with the couple people that were and this is a big bar and there was nobody there door and starts running and screaming outside yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guys he's yeah. running. after all the shots had rang out and then stopped then he runs out of of the bar screaming that makes a lot of sense away from an empty bar yeah then you hear some girls screaming in the background the tape ends and wolf says this horrific uh, truly horrifying look uh, yeah. inside the massacre there was absolutely nothing that even comes close to being horrific or truly horrifying. Guys, I'm telling you, when I first watched this, I had to double check to make sure I didn't accidentally click on a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be bad? kidding me. And the truly hilarious thing about this is when I watched this video entitled, Video Filmed Inside Thousand Oaks Bar During Shooting, it had already been viewed 208,000 times with over 1,300 upvotes yep. and only 352 downvotes. 
And if you look at the comments section, almost nobody says, what the hell are you guys smoking? Listen to this girl's uh, It's scary. I mean, this is really scary. If people are this brain dead, and I'm sorry, but I don't know what other word to really use. It is really, really scary. You talk about a satanic um, haze over this whole population I mean, it's it's hard to kind. I don't even mean to say that in a judgmental way. I'm saying that if I was part of this, I would include myself in saying, you know, I was totally satanically um, blinded or something. I I don't. I just don't understand it. This level. Testimony about what supposedly happened on the scene when the shooter first showed up. I heard the gunshot. I turned around and I saw him shoot a couple more times. Now, all of a sudden, there's all these people outside the bar that they're interviewing. And they were supposedly in the bar that we just literally saw. The whole shooting from before, during, and afterward. And now, but there's, there's all these people outside. I don't know if there's hundreds, but there's a lot. And they were supposedly there. Even though... The guy clearly filmed a totally empty bar. And that was the original, that the actual only footage that was available. And CNN actually used it to literally bolster this report. I mean, it was the cornerstone of their report. And within a split second, everyone yelled, get down. So I ran to the left of the dance a, a floor. Split where yeah, everybody, everybody, even though nobody was on the dance floor at all, you could clearly see that. So these are all crisis actors. And I'm going to give you some really um, amazing facts here coming up that's going to blow your mind about these crisis actors because um, you, you're just not going to believe it. Stories? You did? We didn't see you in the video. No. And everyone pretty much dogpiled on top of each other? Oh, yeah, they were dogpiled. Dogpiled, huh? Yeah, dogpiled. Yeah, that's not on the tape either. Yeah, they were all on the dance floor, and they dogpiled one another, and were, were throwing chairs out the window trying to get out. It's just, it's hilarious because there was nobody even there. <laughs> and that's what CNN's showing is their proof footage. And it's like, where there, there's got to be some really gigantic disconnect here. Hundreds of people is the official narrative on the dance floor in a rare all these people getting killed okay <laughs> then there's nobody in the, the whole there's nobody in the whole bar at all when the shots ring out and he's literally recording that same dance floor where this where this paid shill satanic crisis actor said they were dogpiling on one another trampling one another trying to get out of the the bar and the mayhem and, and doing whatever they could to save their own skins and then um, it was silent for a couple seconds okay oh. silence yes we did see a lot of silence yeah but it lasted for way more than a couple seconds. And then all of a sudden, a couple guys that were closer to the bar, uh, they got up and started running towards the back door and said, get up, he's coming. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, yeah. not in the video. And so uh, it was huge panic. Everyone tried getting up. Oh, everybody. Huge panic, you say? No, we didn't see huge panic yeah, either. All three of and you tried to get out. And um, then trampled a couple times. Trampled by what? 
dust particles floating around in an empty room on a quiet, uninhabited dance floor? Yeah. Some guy came behind me, lifted me up, and said, let's go. Was the guy invisible? Did he wear slippers? Because not only did we not see him, we didn't hear him running either. Um, and then I got a bar stool thrown at my head oh. because they were trying to break the window to get out. Oh, yeah, okay, right. So either CNN's yeah. lying, and I know what you're thinking. He literally, after the guy recorded the whole thing, and was there, you and and, and and stayed while the gunshots were going on and afterward for a little little time, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds. Literally, you could tell he bolted out of the, the front door and was unencumbered. You couldn't hear anyone else running with him. He was by himself. Okay. So again, there's so th there's more holes in this story than any slice of Swiss cheese you've ever seen. No possible way that could be. Or CNN's video, filmed inside Thousand Oaks Bar during shooting, reveals that what actually happened was that hundreds of invisible college students <laughs> silently line danced to no music while several off-camera people shuffled glass and made nine gun sounds. And if you think we've reached the pinnacle of Mount Crazy in this CNN video, you would be wrong. I present to you the coup de grace of insanity starring Wolf Blitzer and CNN counterterrorism analyst and former yeah. CIA official, Phil Mudd. Yes. Phil, uh, I, I want to show our viewers once again the very disturbing video. Very disturbing video, guys. Oh, it is. Very disturbing. Yes. That we just received from what happened inside this bar in Thousand Oaks right outside of Los Angeles. I want you to watch it. I, I was personally in a fetal position for four to five hours after I viewed it. It was in such dismay, shock, and horror. Well, let's discuss what we're about to see. <laughs> it's an empty dance floor. <laughs> Nobody, you can't see anybody. Oh boy. Still empty. He's still filming. You don't even see where the shots are coming from. Nowhere. It's still empty. Nobody, can't see anybody running, nothing. And then he finally bolts out the door after that, after. That's one going out the door. <laughs> he, he did, I guess he did what he was told to do. I mean, he only, he had nothing to work with. He had an empty dance floor. He had no people. He did what he was told to do. He's saying, okay, listen, you're a crisis actor. We're going to pay you well for doing this. You're going to be famous. We want you to film before. We're going to, we're going to tell you, um, you know, we're going to give you the cue. 10 seconds before shots start ringing out, you'll just automatically, you know, know that evidently. Satan will let you know that. No, he was told, start filming. Okay. And then when you hear the shots, keep filming and kind of act like you're a little bit whatever. Move the camera around like whatever. And then film the shots or film the, the sounds of the shots. You can't see any source of where these shots are coming from at all. You're going to film the empty dance floor and um then you're gonna hang around for five ten seconds after the shots stop which would be normal human behavior obviously anybody in the right mind would would is shots were were ringing out they would not only film them but they would stick around a little bit longer especially if you were unarmed and film the rest of the empty dance floor you're going to film the, the non-existent people running out of the thing even though you know there was nobody there and then you're going to finally run out and act like a crazed madman of of whatever that's that's what you're going to do and he did that he did a great job a academy award to him and i hope he got a bonus i, I some type of bonus because he needed it he, and he he deserved it he really did 
there's the crisis so, actors. So, uh, who, the crisis actors were probably already outside waiting in the parking lot, evidently. I, I don't know why they didn't at least put the crisis actors inside during the supposed massacre because i don't see how anybody died from that unless they already had bodies that were already they had already shot or or whether they had them tied to chairs and they and the guy shot them and then they just threw them on i don't know i'm not 100 percent sure exactly what they did um or if anybody even died for that matter which is kind of the way i'm leaning um but the crisis actors it would have been i would have thought a little bit more believable had they at least had the crisis actors inside and i don't know if the guy was shooting blanks that could have been very very well but then they could have at least feigned like oh my word oh look and then all the people pile off the dance floor and it would have been a lot more believable but the way it's presented it is so unbelievably unbelievable i don't think i've ever seen anything so berated in my life it's just it, it's laughable can authorities learn from this video and i suspect there's probably going to be a lot more video they'll be reviewing oh yeah <laughs> what can they learn from this yeah. video well, well video, let me just which will never get released if there was any actual more video this is the only thing they're going to have i mean you know you would think that all the security cameras at the bar which obviously would have that no no none of that no they, they were probably all malfunctioning that night say that it's difficult for me to recall if i've seen anything more horrific and truly horrifying oh, i know than what you just flashed up on your screen Seriously, guys, if this Phil Mudd guy doesn't start cracking up and asking Blitzer who the hell laced his Geritol, I'm going to nominate this for the best Onion News Network skit in the history of mankind. Sure, I mean, you've got to look at the forensics from that. For example, the shells that were shot in that environment, what weapon they picked up there. But there's a broader question I'd be asking seeing that video. Yeah, like, where the hell are the hundreds of people, Wolf? Yeah. Why don't we hear any music, Wolf? You have to understand, the they were the ones that said hundreds of people were there in this bar. They, that was their narrative, okay? I saw two, including the guy shooting the camera, that's three. And you have to understand, he was panning around during the shooting, before the shooting, and after. And I didn't see anybody running. None. I didn't see one person. Nothing changed within the video as the shots were ringing out and afterward. Nothing. It wasn't like you saw a stampede of people. Wolf, where's the panic? What the hell are you guys trying to pull here? And it's something the FBI spoke about today with the sheriff's office, and that is motive. Somebody walked in rapidly to a dark environment, wow. uh, looked like they shot indiscriminately, and they shot a lot of rounds quickly. If They shot nine rounds into an empty room. And according to the video, there were nine shot sounds in eight seconds. That's not exactly very quickly. If you're looking to the motivation of but, that what, it killed like 13 so evidently he was killing two people at one time i mean one bullet was killing two people in multiple occasions even though there was nobody there that tells me obviously the individual wasn't picking out targets the individual wasn't picking out targets because there weren't and of course he was a white guy mind control slave with ptsd that was triggered to do all this so they could blame it on a white guy with guns ex-military so now they can demonize military they can demonize white guys even further and they can demonize guns further mission accomplished by satan meanwhile there's dues um related fires going on all around this particular area where they're literally burning 
you know, California to the ground and, uh, and to take away more of our rights while this one's going after our Second Amendment rights. So they had a lot of agendas afoot in this, in this particular time period. Targets. Why did they select the location if we can presume they didn't select the individuals to hit? I think I, I looked at that video and took away that this is somebody who wanted to just go in and shoot as many, as they, as oh, many people as he could. Yep. What the hell did you just say? I looked at that video and took away that this is somebody. He looked at the video. Okay, to sh and and it's just, he wanted to just I mean he went to a a target rich I mean this was target rich I mean there were two or three people in the bar oh well maybe it's not so target how do you kill thirteen I think that's what it was and the guy's literally filming while this is going on he's literally filming while shots are ringing out and there's literally nobody there. Target rich environment, obviously. I, I don't know. I, I just. It all makes perfect sense to me. Who wanted to just go in and shoot as many as, they, as many people as he could? <laughs> How could anybody take that away from this video? Without trying to determine who they were in the first place. You don't have to determine who anyone is if no one's there in the first place. The, the other thing I took away is just to spend a moment of silence saying, thank God there's oh, a law yeah. enforcement officer oh, yeah. who went into a dark environment, not a knowing he would find in there. I mean, that obviously oh, yeah. not a well-lighted situation oh, yeah. and sacrifices. Yeah, life. So here, here, here's the hero of the day, the, the, the law enforcement officer on the take, another paid crisis actor, I'm sure, that went in there and, and, and put down or helped to put down this whole situation. And what a hero, I'll tell you. They need to have a ticker tape parade for him there and it, it they, they need to go big on this one went to a place that a lot of us me included i'm not sure i'd have the courage to do that incredible oh, me either courage. me either yeah oh, wow. imagine the incredible courage it took to go into that empty building and just stand there and he's look. showing more of the the footage over and over as as we're playing it i mean it, there is literally nobody in this bar Around and it's so funny yourself, huh that's strange. And they're showing the dance floor is the real dance floor. And you can compare that off this, the borderline. They have a website. You can look at what this whole, like the bar layout and the whole nine things. People have compared this. There is only one dance floor room. It's not like there was another room where this was going off. And even if it was, they would be pouring out of the one room to get out the front door. They didn't exist. There was not another dance floor room. They've only got one. And he was filming it. So it's just one of the biggest lies I've ever seen in my life. No one's here. Guys, I'm going to leave this video right here so I can go bang my head against a wall. I think this psychological operation, which people actually believe, by the way, is intended for them to see just how blatantly yep. they can make their lies and just how many people will actually buy those lies. Leave your thoughts for the world. Absolutely. That's exactly why they're doing this increasingly making these more and more just insanely um flagrant of what they're doing and just to see how much they believe the sheeple people have been dumbed down and when people buy buy this then they inherently know that okay we're ready to take it to the next level if they'll buy this they'll buy anything and that's why they're doing this it's a kabbalistic principle of of of, and I've went over before many times. Okay, so continuing on, now we're going to see... Um, the, <laughs> oh, wow, I, I just... 
You thought what I just went over was bad? Okay, well, wait till you hear this. Bizarre coincidence or traitorous manipulation and the in-your-face buffoonery, 50 to 60 Las Vegas shooting survivors were also supposedly at the mass shooting at the Borderline Bar and Grill. Now, we've already seen their own footage, or you've heard it, and you can watch it for yourself, of their own footage saying that hundreds of people, there's, like, the dance place is empty, there's no music playing, there's no nothing, all you hear is shots ringing out. Okay, we, and then we see the crisis actors that are paid afterward being interviewed. Just so happens that 50 to 60 of these people that were supposedly at Borderline Bar and Grill, quote, massacre, were also at the Las Vegas massacre at the Mandalay Bay, which was like, you know, the year before. What a coincidence. I mean, I'll tell you, you could have knocked me over with a feather. They just all happened to be at the same spot again. Man, what are the odds? What are the, the odds are so incredibly staggering of being in two mass shootings to be in one mass shooting the odds of that is in incredibly staggeringly low but for that same person to be in two mass shootings would be even more incredibly staggering low and the odds of 50 to 60 percent of those people that were at the first shooting being in the second shooting are like so far off the scale that i mean you can't even imagine. While this Friday story over, over at the Daily Mail reports that according to newly released numbers from the FBI, there are an average of two mass shootings happening in America every month, with 30 mass shootings in the U.S. in 2017, following 20 mass shootings in 2016. And a lot of these are just fake anyway. They're just crisis actors fake. I, I mean... Sometimes people are dying, sometimes they're not. It's it's really hard to say. Every single one of them at this point are all, there's just, they're total scams in some way, shape, or form. Whether people are dying or they're not, they're scams. Um, their story didn't touch upon the bizarre coincidences springing up around this latest mass shooting, supposed mass shooting event at Borderline Bar in Thousand Oaks, California, allegedly carried out by ex-Marine Ian Michael Long killing 11 before killing himself okay it was 11 this new daily mail report reports that one survivor and we're gonna see this one survivor we're gonna hear him interviewed it's not just some daily mail you can say oh that's a tabloid on tabloid type of place online um they usually get their facts pretty straight and you're gonna actually hear two of these interviewed okay uh, one survivor of the attack was among a group of 50 to 60 who amazingly had been at the October 1st, 2017 mass shooting event at Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas as well. One survivor had been interviewed following the mass shooting in Vegas as, um, and in fact, this one survivor had been interviewed following the mass shooting in Vegas. He happened to be interviewed after that mass shooting and this one. 
with his 50 to 60 buddies that followed him from Mandalay Bay over here to um, Thousand Oaks, California, and just happened to be in, the, in this bar the same night, another mass shooting took place. 50 to 60 of his closest friends from, from Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas shooting. Because, you know, they all stuck together afterwards because that's typically what mass shooting victims do. They all relocate to the same area in mass together so that they can participate in the next series of um, mass shootings wherever they're at. Because, I mean, I guess, you know... I mean, think about it. If... These are crisis actors being paid. Well, there's not a lot of people you could trust that are crisis actors to keep their mouths shut. So I mean, I would imagine all these people have been highly, highly vetted. They're probably MK Ultra mind control slaves that have programming for them to keep their mouths shut. They just so happen to be, again, at uh, this next mass shooting altogether. In mass, and you know, obviously, there's no red flags there whatsoever. And this survivor had been interviewed following the mass shooting in Vegas, as this October 2017 story at Billboard reports. There's a link to it here. You can see his interview there, and we'll hear his interview in, in um, soon. Just as he is interviewed by the media in the first video at the bottom of the story, following the borderline bar shooting. We'll take a look back at a few more bizarre coincidences following the latest mass shooting event as well as look at a theory held by some that these are engineered shootings and part of the whole globalist endgame to compete, complete their takedown of America with those who hate America and freedom having no way to do it with the Second Amendment still intact. See, that's what the, these mass shootings are always all about, is taking away our Second Amendment right. So, um, these are some comments by some people regarding the subject and the one guy says of course he was at both scenes we have seen this time and time again these are paid actors they show up at different locations you would think they would get a whole new batch of crisis actors but no i guess that wasn't in the budget so they had to kind of recycle these same ones at a different event 50 to 60 of them according to the one guy and then another guy said so let me get this straight he did CPR on a victim that was shot in the chest, right? And at 145, and he's going by this video that was shown, and at 145, his rubber glove does not have a drop of blood on it. So, and they were also at Vegas together? Right. Another person said, odds of this are literally impossible. Crisis actor, Bravo Sierra. Um, and then one person said, wow, so darn casual about it all, like being shot and it's all like in a day's work for him. And this is one of the themes you'll see. Most of them are such poor paid crisis actors that they're barely, their acting skills are so horrific and horrible. They're barely, it's like they're holding back, bursting out laughing most of the time when they're being interviewed. And if there is any emotion, it's totally fake. There's no tears. It's just really, really bad B-rated crisis actors, what we're dealing with here. In every interview I've seen so far. Unbelievable, too. I mean, just it's a, when you see the interviews, if you're looking at, at it with any kind of um, discerning eye, they appear very, very fake and, and um, unbelievable in their stories. Uh, I'm just looking at more of these comments. 
hilarious buffoonery dude sounds like he rehearsed his lines all week and they were they were they were in reference to these interviews that were being done after this last uh shooting um he looks like he rehearsed his lines all weekend for his moment of glory so calm after a mass shooting amazing performance yeah they're all like you know totally unaffected well nothing happens so they're they're not really affected they have to work that up they have to try to create that which they're very poor at doing um same hilarious script hey where are all the victims yeah where's all the body bags i haven't seen any of that i haven't seen anything like that uh touching your face at 145 classic deception indicator there was a lot of touching of faces in a lot of these interviews of people that were being done and evidently that's a deceptive uh, uh, uh tell of a deceptive um that they're lying to you and so going further, it says that several different commentators on the video point out, what are the odds of being at two different mass shooting locations within just over a year in locations separated by more than 300 miles and four and a half hour drive apart? And the fact that there were 50 to 60 at both events seemed just a tad tough to believe, uh, though to believe to many, though we're certainly not in the, in the position to prove at this moment the points argued by some that we're witnessing crisis actors. Oh, well, they're definitely crisis actors. As we see here, that bizarre, bizarre occurrence of so many different people at both mass shootings is just one of several surrounding this latest event with the Thousand Oaks area, uh, which is also closed down, close to ground zero with the fires that are now hitting California. As one resident in the area pointed out, it really can't get enough, much worse with um, a one-two punch strike in the area. And that's true. I agree with them, but it's all being done by the government on purpose, by design. And it's so flagrant with the dues weapons, with in this, this Thousand Oaks shooting. And it's just almost like they're just doing this just to see how much they can get away with and how much we'll put up with. And while the entire left immediately jumped on the gun control bandwagon without missing a beat as if perfectly choreographed, uh, as a perfectly choreographed choreographed play is being acted out before our eyes this guns in the news story concluded with a reference to the government mind control while linking this to the section on mk ultra mind control at the washington standard and it says one more thing and no i'm not crazy but since we know the u.s government has been involved in mind control for some time and questions have surrounded several shooters in the past it makes you wonder if mr long was not being controlled by such methods well he was absolutely as we have warned about over and over again on ANP, this is All News Network, um, All News Pipeline, I guess, yeah. Should the corrupted faction of the deep state be finally about being to take, should the corrupted faction of the deep state be about to finally be taken down? Sorry, they're, sometimes you read reports and they're very poorly worded and it messes me up when I try to read them to you. Uh, and that specifically includes the Clinton crime family. We'd expect a massive series of false flag events to be carried out upon the American people using not only professional black ops shooters and assassins, but mind control patsies who've been put in place and trained for this moment long ago. Well, okay. Um, if they're finally getting ready to be taken down the Clinton crime family syndicate, yes, we would expect that. But now with the Q phenomenon being totally blown out of the water, and um, a lot of the, a lot of that scenario was hanging on what Q had been putting out over and over and over. Now with that pretty much being blown up, 
Um, that scenario to me appears less likely. And as I've said before, I'll believe it when I see it. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to be right. I hope they do get taken down. But again, I'll believe it when I see it. As we've seen in the past election season and dating back to the Justice Kavanaugh confirmation hearings and even further back to the 2016 election itself, if the Democrats can win legally at the ballot box or in the Senate confirmation hearings, if they can't do that, they'll resort to every last dirty trick in their bag to accomplish their goals, legal or not. So with the guns in the news story dabbling in the mind control patsy conspiracy theories surrounding the California bar shooting and the MK Ultra angle, we thought we'd take another look at the legendary, if controversial, book by William Cooper, written back in 1991, called Behold a Pale Horse, and his warning within it that the secret government would use mind control patsies to carry out mass shootings that would leave the middle class begging for the government to do away with the Second Amendment. And here's, this is from page 225, chapter 12, entitled The Secret Government, from William Cooper's book, and it says the government, now this is from 1991, the government encouraged the manufacture and importation of military firearms for the criminals to use. We've seen this over and over again. Fast and Furious, them dropping boxes of guns in alleys in like inner city Chicago. I've heard those reports. Um, them arming the bad guys so that we would have bad guy bullets flying at the good guys. This has been done by our own government over and over and over again. This is, this is creating that order out of chaos. This is intended to foster a feeling of insecurity, which would lead the American people to voluntarily disarm themselves by passing laws against firearms. Now remember, this was written in 1991. Using drugs and hip hypnosis on mental patient patients and a process called Orion, the CIA uh, inculcated the desire of these people to open fire on schoolyards and thus inflame the anti-gun lobby. This plan is well underway, and this was in 1991 again, and it so far is working perfectly. The middle class is begging the government to do away with the Second Amendment. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I think it depends what sect of the middle class you're in reference to. Um, I would say more the left is begging that. Uh, anyway, claiming that they use drugs and hypnosis on mental patients is a process called Orion. And with the CIA inculcating the desire in the unstable to shoot up schoolyards and further inflame the left in the anti-gun lobby. We've seen just that over and over again in the last 25 plus years since Cooper wrote this book. And as he mentioned in the author's note he left on the back of the book then, those kind of events had indeed begun to happen all across the country in 1991, though nowhere near as widespread as they are in 2018. By the way, Cooper wasn't some tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. He was a retired U.S. Navy intelligence officer. And there's a link to his credentials is the absolutely and completely corrupted faction of the deep state arranging these kinds of shootings. Well, obviously they are. And then also using crisis actors in the audience as so many of the watchers and commentators of the first video suggest. Interestingly, several times this person mentions going back to the staging area, evidently the person being interviewed, as other watchers of the video pointed out. Why would you have a staging area right after a mass shooting? Because it's where all the crisis actors or getting to walk out on their stage. It's their staging area. As other, um, there are several tells that this person is lying, including touching his face at the 145 mark, a classic indicator of deception. And with the anti-gun lobby going mad following the la latest mass shooting, calling for strict gun control, and Democrats in Congress, 
apparently prepared to follow their lead and go after the Second Amendment with the most aggressive gun control legislation in decades, as this new Wall Street Journal reports, and there's a link to it. We should be on the lookout for more and more of these events in the months and years ahead as the globalists attempt to take back America by any means necessary. Even massive false flag events designed to further gut the U.S. Constitution carried out by deep state trained terrorists. But see, it's going to be very hard for them to do that with Trump in place because Trump has ran on a platform of pro-Second Amendment, pro-liberty, pro-Constitution. So unless Trump does a total 180, it's going to be very hard for them to implement this. Now, them getting control of the House, and I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this stuff off with the Florida elections, but maybe even trying to take back the Senate, what they could do at bare minimum is just gum up every single thing he's trying to do for the next two and a half years essentially making him kind of a lame duck president until they could install their puppet dictator in the 2020 elections okay so that's kind of how i see things could play now this is the last thing and this is all the world's a stage fake crisis actors borderline eyewitness oddity so we're going to hear straight from the, the devil's mouth some of these crisis actors that were there borderline that night and i think two of them were also at the they admit to being at the las vegas shooting i don't know why they would admit to this you know, maybe they were afraid that somebody would do background checks and find out that they were there and then that would come out and then it would bolster conspiracy theories. Maybe they thought, well, we'll just admit to it first and um, therefore they can't come out and say, oh, you know, you're scamming us or whatever. I, I don't know. Everything from the speakers to anything so at least really so was um dry eyes two dry eyes of these two crisis actors that are trying to trying to muster up emotion and tears that they can't do that they're being interviewed supposedly after the um thing on a in a bar that was totally empty okay now remember also when the guy was filming this is the cnn footage of inside the bar during the shooting before during and after the shooting there was nobody there, and he panned the camera several times. Okay, there was nobody there. Wherever he panned the camera, there was like one guy that might have worked there, and then one guy, I think maybe at a bar, the guy said. So I only saw two, including the guy with the camera. So that makes three. So, But now all of a sudden, all these people are outside the bar, and they were all there, and they all lived through it. Now, could you imagine if you were in that position as a crisis actor, and not a good crisis actor, just a B-rated one, it would be hard for you to muster up the kind of real emotion that would go along with that, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that kind of be hard to muster that up? Um, I suspect that the two people that Alex Jones interviewed were obviously totally fake, because how could they be real? The thing was, was empty. They didn't come across as genuine to me, the ones that Alex Jones interviewed. They didn't come across genuine at all. They just come across like they were very like non emotional like no something like that would really affect you if you if you literally saw 11 people get gunned down in cold blood right before you and you had bullets flying over your head and all the mayhem that supposedly and which never happened according to the own their own video that would affect you 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 would be able to sense that emotion in, a, in an interview i don't sense any of that here i i sense all fake feigning trying to work up emotion and they're very unsuccessful at it and if you watch the videos you'll see the same thing and i do post this so you can watch this yourself you're only going to get the audio impact with this but um it's it's there in the, in the pdf for my for this teaching 
We just smoked and we just saw the shots taking off, so we just tried to get down as fast as we could and get out of there. I heard the shots and I just, we all, everyone kind of just got down and started freaking out, running around. Oh yeah. I just told her to get down, get out, let's just move, we need to get out of here before, you know, anything gets happened. We don't know where he's coming from. It was a semi-automatic. Yeah. I just heard- I mean, this, this girl that's next to her, she's almost got like a half smirk on her face. She looks like she's drugged out of her mind, kind of. And neither of them are crying. Neither of them have any kind of real genuine emotion. It's it's basically if you had somebody and, and you were trying to rehearse or, or audition for a play and you were a really bad actor and you were trying to get this part, this is what you would expect, this type of really B-rated, horrible, um, fake emotion. Semi-automatic. Yeah. I just heard, you know, 18 to 20 rounds at a time. That's all I heard before I got out. We've been reporting about the tragedy and the horror, but also the confusion. Some students telling me they thought this was a drill. That oh, now this is back during the Parkland shooting event as well. They, and you know, they, they totally de demolished that whole building that the supposed shooting took place afterward because, you know, they had to eliminate any kind of ability for anybody to go in there and, you know, see what actually happened based on the scenarios they post. So they just destroyed the whole building. Now, I, I did a whole teaching to two or three on Parkland alone, proving, and I'm not saying people didn't die, but just proving what a farce and lie that whole thing was. Fire alarm earlier in the day, and that they had been told a few weeks ago that there would be an active shooter drill, but never did they imagine it would turn out to be the real thing. What you are watching is exclusive footage from NBC News of an active shooter drill. It's the 13th such drill the school district has staged in the past year. CBS News has learned that the first... And this is what they always do prior to these mass shooting events at these schools. They always have active mass shooter. They had literally one that day at Parkland. Okay. They literally had one that day and before in the preceding months. All in the same school that ended up supposedly having this mass shooting. And we're just supposed to think there's no big, oh, wow, what a coincidence. Can't believe that ever happened. And it was in Broward County to boot as well. Victim was the security guard at the nightclub. The first okay, so let, let me just play that again. And again, with whatever this lady is saying, we have to take the word for it because they won't release the CCT footage from the bar if there even was any. Um, was the security guard at the nightclub the first victim that oh, was the first killed. victim yeah the first victim that was killed from gunshots that were going off nine gunshots that killed 11 people where there was three people in the bar oh wow that that's that's horrific i'm with brendan kelly I'm so now they're showing that the, the crisis actors running out they're filming them running out and this is brendan kelly that's one of the crisis actors that was supposedly there at the borderline bar. He was there, but he was there probably outside waiting for the cameras to come. Brendan Kelly. Brendan Kelly. So the same people from the Las Vegas mass shooting just so happened to be at the Thousand Oaks mass shooting. I'm with Brendan Kelly. And um, a little disclaimer here, Brendan's father and I went to Long Beach State together. We've known each other for most of our oh, lives. Oh, wow. I'll tell you what. This guy has a look on his face that my dad used to use this expression a lot. And I'm just I'm going to say I'm going to say the sanitized version. But have you ever heard of a poop eating grin? But they use a different word. They use the S word ex expletive. A poop eating grin. 
okay? He's got this grin on his face for the whole interview. He cannot help himself. And this news reporter just so happens to have went to Long Beach College with his dad. And this is this is the same guy that was also at the um, Las Vegas shooting crisis actor. So again, they keep this all in the same family. David Hogg, you look at his parents, you look at all those those main ones that were they were they were parading before the cameras after the Parkland shooting, that little lesbian that had the butched hair and the other ones, all of them had parents that were either in government or and, and like CIA stuff like that. All of them, they had all been groomed for this from an early age. They were they're probably all MK Ultra mind control slaves that have been groomed for this from a very early age and um it's amazing how all these people know one another so this reporters literally went to is good friends with his college with this guy's um from college long beach college with this kid's dad and this kid again was at both the borderline shooting and the um las vegas brendan you were there last night just tell me what you went through and what you what was going on sure as a uh, as a regular borderline there two three times a week uh, two or two or three times a week. What young person you know goes to a bar two or three times a week who's got that kind of time and money? I've only been there for maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, this kid, he's he has not stopped smiling yet. He has got that poop-eating grin on his face for the whole interview. It's almost like they cannot help themselves. It's that flagrant. They're that um, bad of actors but it's almost like they're just reveling in the fact that they're doing this and they're pulling this off and they know that the sheeple people for the most part are going to eat this up like cotton candy 35 minutes to an hour and uh they were about to teach a, a dance and i noticed that the lights now remember off. this kid has already seen mass slaughter at, at las vegas okay now he's seen mass slaughter again he's totally unaffected by it though i mean he, he has no emotion at all he's literally got a grin on his face the whole time and uh, is that the is that the kind of of thing you would expect from somebody that went through that you know for for everybody to during the dance and having a good time doing a dance and all of a sudden you just hear uh, yeah. like having a good time doing a dance now the dance floor was being filmed in the cn the cnn video there was nobody in the dance floor at all and they only got one and they literally filmed it, panned back and forth two or three times. The camera guy did. Nobody in the dance floor. But according to them, the dance floor was filled. And there was hundreds of people there. A first few shots. Cold app and Matt Winterstrom were inside the borderline bar. There's two more fake crisis actors that have no emotion about this whatsoever. When the gunfire started, Cole and Matt are joining us now. We appreciate you joining totally, us. Uh, can you totally unbelievable. And I don't mean unbelievable. I mean just they're non-believable. I could just tell you right looking at them, they look like arrogant little devils to me, okay, that are just literally crisis actors. They they have no emotion. Their conscience is seared with a hot iron. They've been turned over to a reprobate mind. They're, they're, I, all I can say is if you could do this, you're just pure evil. Describe, Cole, what you were doing when you first heard the gunshots. We were just standing, me and Matt were standing next to each other talking to some of our friends and uh, I had a line of sight of the bar and that was what, what I was doing. Are all of your friends accounted for? Uh, all of his imaginary friends, they're not accounted for. They had all their little imaginary friends from childhood there. They're invisible, but no, they're not all accounted for. Uh, Mr. Boo Boo's dead. He got shot. My imaginary friend, Mr. Boo Boo, he didn't make it. 
he did. The bullets killed him. And it, and it, and it hurts. Deep down it hurts. In a special kind of way. Because I had a really big bond to Mr. Boo Boo. And now he's gone. What should we not? <laughs> and the one kid looks down, shake. It's so fake. They're so fake, all these people. Now they're showing these active shooter drills. They're going back and forth between active shooter drills like at Parkland and these types of places and how they're, you know, they're doing all the same stuff. And these are basically, when you're in active shooter drill, you are a paid crisis actor. And this is uh, all the training that all these people have probably went through multiple times in order to try to make, um, when, they were, when they were called upon to do the real thing, try to make it look believable. Victims are students, all volunteers. Because they told us that they were going to have like fake, you know, and have people being taken away and like have them scream or whatever. So I was like, like it must a, be Like fake. in a school drill? Like yeah, is that a drill. This is, this is a girl being interviewed after the Parkland shooting in Broward County. Thinking of places I would hide or run if in the scenario that had ever happened. I couldn't think of any. Being in the military, being in the Marine Corps, I'm, I'm aware of what that sounds like, especially in an enclosed area. And so uh, I grabbed basically whoever I could around me and just threw them to the ground, tried to look at where it was coming from. and just. So he grabbed all his imaginary friends and threw them to the ground. As soon as I identified where the target was or where the threat was, I yeah. grabbed at least... Because you couldn't even see that because literally in the video of the guy taking the video in the bar, you can't even see where the shots were coming from. So it's kind of hard to identify the threat. Um, but he made sure he protected all his imaginary friends, even though he wasn't even there in the bar at the time. But in his own mind, evidently, that's what he's expecting you to believe. People around me and yanked them as hard as I could to, oh, yeah. to get to the nearest exit, which happened to be to my rear, uh, which normally is not an exit that we go out of, but given the circumstances, yeah. we just got out. It's fight or flight at that point. Oh, yeah. Your training went into, went into play here. Talk about how you just went into that mode and started getting people out. Uh, it's a lot less thinking and it's more doing and acting. Doing and acting. At that point, acting. No, there's not time for emotions to be involved. Um, you just what have... a hero. I mean, there's no time for emotions to be involved. He saved all his imaginary friends. There, there, there is time for acting. I mean, you, you, you got it. I mean, he was, he's, I'm sure he's paid, paid well and he, he is definitely acting. So, um, He's a good dude. He's a good dude. I mean, props. I, that's all I can say. You. You have to act. You have to act. You have to act. <laughs> and the victims are students, all volunteers. Doing and acting. Because they told us that they were going to have, like, fake... You have to act. You know, and have people being taken away and, like... They're going back and forth between these different videos to demonstrate the insanity and to demonstrate the fact that these are crisis actors we're dealing with scream or whatever so i was like doing an acting like it must like in a school drill like yeah, is that a drill i was just thinking of places i would hide or run if in the scenario that had ever happened you have to act i couldn't think of any you have to act because people's lives are on the line oh yeah um, whether that's yeah. uh getting them in a few seconds later or a minute later whoever you can get out as fast as you can that's what I not only been trained to do, but am raised to do by my family. Look, you know, Amen, brother. they could be practicing a code red. They talked about doing this. They even talked about police coming on and, you know, shooting blanks, you know, to see what would happen, you know. And schools all across the country, Texas to Indiana to Oregon, have staged the kind of drill you are seeing here. And then I ran past the office and I saw more. And then they staged the supposed real thing later. So they want to make sure they have a nice dry run or several dry runs, and then they stage 
the real thing later, but it's not even real. But it's their version of the real thing. Like uh, kids I see in choir every day. You were... Now, again, I'm not saying people aren't dying in some of these events. I'm not saying and nobody died here. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but a lot of the times, the more I watch these things, I'm more convinced that, no, it's not mass people's, people dying. It's just that's the cover story, and that's the whole cover story to get them to take away our guns and our Second Amendment right and to create more chaos and implement their globalist agenda further. Vegas shooting last year. 13 months later, months later, you got to deal with this. How do you mentally <laughs> just... Yeah, 13 months later, he was at Vegas, and 13 months later, you got a deal with this. Yeah, he got another deal. Exactly. That's exactly... It's not you got a deal with He's dealing with nothing. He didn't see anything. There's nothing there. There's no trauma. But he got a deal. Sure. He, I'm sure he got paid real well. Pulled up after what you experienced last year and then last night. It's too close to home. Oh, yeah. Uh, and know. he's smiling. He literally smiled just there. A smile in the wake of two mag uh, just huge tragedies. And he's literally fighting back the poop-eating grin, the whole interview. I mean, you got to see this if, if, if to get the full visual impact. I mean, it's, it's just, it's priceless. It really is. It's like a Hallmark moment. We... Borderline was our safe space after. Oh, yeah. Um, for lack of a better He's, term, it was our home. I mean, he really is smiling now. Borderline's our safe place. He probably never even been in there before. And it's amazing how all those people from Vegas relocated to the to this exact same area and all went to the same bar together. I guess the Vegas thing just, you know, it's amazing how it bonded them all together and they literally re relocated, you know, 300 miles away to the exact same spot and we're at the exact same spot on the exact same night because they're all so bonded together by the Vegas tragedy. For for the probably 30 or 45 of us that were all from the greater yeah. Ventura County. 30, 30 to 45 of his friends were in two globally reported mass shootings in a little over a year ago. The odds are beyond staggering. And that was one account. One guy said it was 50 to 60. So it depends who you believe, how many of the... Vegas crisis actors were there. Um, it's hard to say. That we're in Vegas, and that was our place that we went to the following week. So he admits they were thirty to forty-five of his friends were in Vegas, and they were all there at the same night during this. Even though the footage from inside shows nobody even in the bar. It's in a row just so we could be with each other. Oh yeah, and right. For yeah. for a place that's been there for decades that everyone loves wow. to go wine dance and have a good time. Yeah. For somebody to to have such a a senseless act of violence, it it's truly heartbreaking. Oh, and, it is. And it really it hits really close to home for everyone in the Newbury Park, Thousand Oaks area, and beyond. Inside the borderline bar. They're, now they're literally showing the same footage because it's the only footage we got. They're literally showing an empty dance floor, no music playing, nobody there, essentially, other than maybe a couple people in the shadows. Nobody running, nobody fleeing, nobody screaming, but they're showing the same footage. <laughs> and they're expecting that to match up with all the eyewitness accounts of hundreds of people being there and people being slaughtered on the dance floor and all the whole nine yards. Gunman has opened fire and after a pause starts shooting again. <laughs> There's nobody there. I understand. They show it two different times in the video. They show it once and then they, the camera kind of goes away and then they really bring it back up and show it again. There's nobody there. And this is, it starts filming before the shooting.
Now, here's another guy they interviewed. Watch this guy and pay close attention to this guy's body language. Notice that this dude has clearly been taking something. The real question is why his behavior is so abnormal to real witnesses in the shooting. Notice how he describes the situation as if he's already pre-planned his answers. Also notice his wording are as someone who is trained in the um, arts acting in, in the military. Who is this guy really? He's just one of their crisis actors that they move. The first active shooter situation you've been in. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the second time. In about unfortunately, it's the second time I've been. He was in the Vegas shooting as well. And it's just, what a coincidence, I'll tell you. A year and a month that this has happened. Uh, I was at the Las Vegas Route 91 mass shooting, uh, as well as probably 50 or 60 others who are in the building. At the same 50 or 60 others who are in the building from the Vegas shooting, he's saying we're in the building, even though we can only see about two plus the guy with the, with the original footage. and there were But there were 50 or 60 just from Vegas. Now, that's not including all the other hundreds of people that were in there that were invisible, okay? So he's saying it's 50 or 60 others that were from Vegas. The other guy said 35 to 40. So maybe this guy was friends with more of the people from Vegas. He had a little larger circle, so he's saying 50 or 60. The other guy's maybe not as popular, and he's saying 35 to 40. And they're all the two mass shootings together, like within about a little over a year apart. I mean that. I mean, three hundred miles, four hundred miles away, or whatever. Um, and they just so all happen to be. There. I mean, I will tell you, I've never seen coincidence like this in my life. This this tops anything I've ever seen. Uh, it's a big thing for us. You know, we all are family. And okay, this is a big thing because he said, said that. Considering you have statistically. A point zero 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 two six percent chance of being involved in just one mass shooting. It'd be like getting struck by lightning twice. Okay, the odds of that are so statistically and but what if what are the odds of fifty to sixty of the same people being in the same mass shootings within a year period? What are what are what are the statistics on that? That's like getting into like, are there enough atoms in the universe, you know, to 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 carry out the decimal places on that one? I mean, you, you don't even you can't even comprehend. But they all they all relocate. They all became buddies after the Vegas shooting. It bonded them. They all they all exchanged telephone numbers and they all just decided to move in mass to Thousand Oaks and go to the same bar every week, two to three times a week, every every week. It's it's amazing. I mean that's camaraderie. I mean you you got to admit. Uh, this this guy right. has no emotion at all. I mean, absolutely, totally unconvincing. No emotion. He's not. I mean, none of these people do. None of them have any kind of real, genuine. I mean, the last two were so bad, they couldn't gin up any emotion. The one kid had a grin on his face the whole time. My son was in Las Vegas. Oh, and here's this lunatic woman who was. My son was in Las Vegas. And let's just stop beating around the bush and get right to the real main reason that all this happened. A lot of his friends and he came home. He didn't come home last night. And I don't want prayers. I don't want thoughts. You won't get any prayers from me, lady. You won't because you're a liar and I don't believe anything out of your mouth. I want gun control and I oh. hope to God nobody oh, yeah. else sends me any more prayers. I yeah. want gun control. <laughs> no more wow that was some amazing acting there i mean amazing she probably did the best job at ginning up 
this fake emotion than any of them. But she's a little older in her years and she's probably had a little more acting lessons. So she did a better job. I, I got to give it to her. Like when you were able to get a hold of your mom and dad and say, hey, you're okay. It was a phone call I was hoping I never had to make again. More smiling. I mean, more he's loving it. But I did. Um, oh boy. What, what, how, I, how I got out who I was with and at that point was able to take He's even got a, uh, does he, I want to see what his hat says. Um, grab my phone out and 